0: This is Yep, I Did That with Amanda and Jonah Yep, yep, yep. Yep, 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 yep. Cut that. Hey. Hi. <laughs> I'm
1: Jana. I'm Amanda.
0: And this is Yep, I Did That,
1: the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, podcast that we talk about health and wellness stuff that's either popular in the news or things that we have tried or people want us to try um, to tell you if it's worth it or not or what science says and where you can say BS and where you can say, oh, that's that's real. Yeah. We're here to try it so you don't have to. And Jonna does
0: it. I do it. And Amanda's the person that tells us why we should probably shouldn't do it.
1: <laughs> or should do it. Sometimes there's a should. Are
0: excellent. Yeah. And some of these things just don't have any science, but we still are okay and with we them. We still
1: talk about it. Yep.
0: <laughs> exactly. Because that's where the world is. Yeah. You know? I mean, sometimes you just have blue around you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it's, it's true. It's, it's true. Sometimes sometimes you just have blue around you. And you just have to like move past it and hope that it changes to I don't pink. know. What? Or what yellow. That? What color would be happy yellow i feel like yellow is a very happy color but what if like it what it would like in the mood ring world whenever you put on a mood ring what was happy isn't isn't green envy or I am think, i just saying I think that? green is envy that's <laughs> like uh there's a lot of like characters called envy true um like, I would say um, maybe like out. Yeah, we're gonna say um, blue or yellow is happy. Blue seems no blue sad. Yellow blue is, happy. is sad. Yellow's is happy. We knew you were sad because you had blue all around. Exactly. You. Okay. Well, anyways,
0: currently she's like purpley, so
1: <laughs>
0: that's like almost out of the blue. It's out of the blue. But <gasps> yeah, uh, what's new with you? Oh, nothing. You know, just sitting here hanging out. Um, Dietrich starts preschool this week, so we're
1: mm-hmm. really Very excited hard. about
0: that. Yeah, we met with his teachers today and they were talking about how they do like different artists every month and they dig into like their artwork and then talk about the culture they came from. That's cool. Yeah, so I'm excited to learn. I think this year I'm going to be learning all about new artists through my preschooler. That's going to be
1: super cool. I know nothing about artists. I know, I'm going to expand so much as a human, right? I mean, I was uh, when we were talking about our basicness last episode and my basicness was that I definitely had that Van Gogh Starry Night or not Starry Night. Um the one that's like the outside yeah. the no, outside the um restaurant. Like not Starry Night. There's like another one. Where that one? Mm-hmm. See, this is how bad I am with art. I but have no idea what I had. I think I had <laughs> Starry Night, and then I had that other one too. Well,
0: speaking of Van Gogh, it, he came up a lot in my research for this. Really? Episode.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah,
0: I believe so. I got to make sure he's the right one, but I didn't
1: even know. And we're so yeah. in tune that I just brought I him up. What's new with you? While well, I look up and make sure. Um. Let's see. What is new with me? Um, just hanging out. Uh, working on some stuff with nutrition. I'm going to be doing some workshops hopefully coming up. And um, Oh, we should plug that for a second here. Yeah. Um, Amanda, as you all
0: know, is super smart and has nutrition workshops that she has and does for companies or people, people like, yeah. in general, groups of friends, women, and she's done... A decent amount and they're always really successful and people learn how to feed themselves well and take control of their health. So if that's something that sounds like it would be good for your workplace, reach out because yeah. it's, she just has a really good way of making it fun and educational. Well, thanks. Yeah. Or
1: if you guys want to have an L.A. hang where we do a little nutrition workshop and Q&A with Jonna and me, let us know. We would love to be able to do that one yeah. day for you. So. Um. Yeah, so just doing that, kind of getting that all set up and moving forward. And Kyle's leaving again. So w- walking back into single mom life. And that's <laughs> that's about it. <gasps> <sighs> well, yeah. He'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. I feel mm. like it's just our normal life. I actually told him. Last night he was like, well, isn't it so much better that like I was home for longer this time? I was like, honestly, no, it was actually worse. (laughs) I got used to you being here and now I'm really sad that you're leaving. And I don't know if you do this because you haven't like had Aaron go out on tour or leave without you as much. But I did talk to one of my clients at Pure Bar that she does this too, that I think that I'm mean to him or we fight every time before he leaves yeah and i think it's just that i'm sad like i don't know if we've talked about this before but it's like i think internally i just pick a fight with him so that it's easier to say goodbye to him yeah which is dumb yeah but it makes sense or there's like high
0: emotional stress happening so, yeah. little things can set you off because you're emotional.
1: Yeah. Like tonight, he wanted to take our son to dinner, and I didn't like the restaurant he chose. So, we got into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Life of Wah-wah. living
0: with a nutritionist.
1: Exactly. Um, but I'm working on it. I'm getting better. So, if he ever listens to this, he'll know I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if That's anyone else does. The that. public
0: sorry to Kyle. The public sorry to Kyle. And on that note, the reason that I had been reading about Vincent Van Gogh is because I was looking into
1: Absinthe <laughs> while I was reading. That makes sense.
0: Yes. Cause today we're talking about alcohol.
1: Our favorite. Yay. The crowd. <laughs> cheers. Woo! Yes.
0: This is probably like the best episode ever for me and Amanda. Yes. Um. Yeah. He was like addicted to absinthe.
1: Is that how he was able to create so much stuff? I don't know. Maybe. I know that he had
0: like epilepsy and oh. like a manic depressive illness. And they think that that could have been linked to his absinthe drinking. But then science now says that
1: it probably wasn't as intense as people said it was. So... The manic depressiveness or the absinthe being the as absinthe strong? absinthe
0: being the thing that was causing, like, Got hallucinations, all that. It. So, yeah, Van Gogh came up a couple of times. Interesting. While I was reading through stuff today. And I'm not even really going to talk about absinthe. I just read about him a bunch. That's, a,
1: that's <laughs> the best. And we're throwing you guys a curveball The Jana is going to be talking about the history today. Yeah. Of alcohol. Um, but one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about it was we love it obviously like we love (laughs) we love wine we love cocktails we love a good margarita we will Mm. never turn a margarita down um we love there's not much that we don't like no maybe like really sugary really sugary yeah we're not into that like strawberry like kyle loves strawberry frozen margaritas that's a little gross to me He got one, do you remember whenever he got one at Disneyland and it was basically just like red dye? And Uh even he like couldn't finish it. He was like
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you don't have ADD or ADHD, you're just slowly getting it just through that red dye.
1: Oh my gosh. It's just especially that one is like the worst thing ever. There's so much better things to drink in Disneyland or California Adventure. True. But so we love it. But also there's been like some news things that have come out about alcohol. And so we're going to talk about that, and we—it just yeah—it's been like
0: a weirdly vocal month for has been (laughs) (laughs) food, (laughs) drinks, health awareness things in the news realm. So yes, we're here just to flesh it all out. Exactly,
1: that's why we're here. Yeah,
0: and today I'm doing history. Yay! Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to learn. (laughs) This is history with Jana. So. Remember, I just don't have a lot of letters behind my name while I'm doing this, but I can read and I can copy and paste. You can copy and paste like the best of us. So we're just going to go through like a little really, really brief history lesson on alcohol in general. Cool. So alcohol was started being made potentially at the beginning of man. They literally (laughs) cannot pinpoint a time in history where it maybe wasn't even people who believe in evolution say it might be actually something that's like part of us chemically Interesting. because animals will eat like fermented berries to get some of like the properties of that are in, are in our alcohol today too. Interesting. So who knows which way you swing on stuff, but like that's um, a thought in the process, a thought process. <laughs> I don't know. That's a thought what that, is it,
1: thought in the process, thought process of how
0: like it's a thought a a frame
1: of thought is that the
0: right way to say frame of that?
1: mind um no. a thought
0: I don't know I don't know well science has conjectured is
1: Conjecture. that right I think that's a beautiful awesome. word for Okay
0: guys that potentially even evolved into us this idea of us liking alcohol Um, They have proof through chemical analysis that the Chinese were making a form of wine 9,000 years ago. Yeah. It was rice, honey, and fruits that they found. So Mm -hmm. at least then they have absolute proof. Yeah. Um, They credit it. A lot of like historians or archaeologists will credit alcohol to arts, discovery, language. Like it's really believed to be like the central thing to human culture, which think, is amazing. So
1: I listened to, uh, Dax Shepard's podcast yeah. and he loves like talking about mushrooms and like psychedelics <laughs> and things like that because he used to do them and he loves them and he's an addict. And so he like doesn't do them e- anymore, yeah. but he loves them so much. And they, I think it was whenever Seth Rogen was on and they were talking about like how so many people have like created or found or figured out stuff because it allows them to have the space yeah, to like do things. Yeah, Me? I'm way too scared, but <laughs> you know, not too the, scared to drink, not too scared to drink. And there's they'll credit that to like our true
0: language discovery. That's super cool. Um, and also, I think it brings people together a lot. Mm-hmm. So there's that as well. Through the ages, alcohol was used for medicinal purposes. And honestly, that up until really, really quite recently was the largest part of what alcohol was used for was medicinal purposes. So they would mix alcohol with natural botanicals that was used in ancient Egypt mm-hmm. as well as Rome. So there's even like the pictographs. Is that what that's called? The, the Egyptian <laughs> yeah. things? Hieroglyphics. Like hieroglyphics of them with wine. Yeah. Um, Hippocrates. This one was interesting to me. Also... I did not know Hippocrates was this old. Really? <laughs> no. I don't he's know like why. He's like way eight. 4,000 like, BC. Yeah. That is crazy. Um, so he was one of the most well-known alcohol-based herbal remedy practitioners.
1: Yeah. He's like the father of functional medicine, too. Yeah.
0: He was known for his remedy for worms called
1: Hippocraticum. I love that you have to. come I but, like say words. This time. <laughs> Hi-pop-pric- Hi-pop-pric- Hippocraticum, Hippocraticum, it's
0: Hippocraticum, Hippocraticum. Yeah, it does say cum at the end of that. It, it's <laughs> Hippocraticum venum, which is basically spiced wine.
1: Oh. That's what he would
0: give people for worms. Now, and, and then I wrote, Um, "Yum! I wish we lived in that reality that that worked, right? Except minus the worms." Well, yeah. I okay. mean, or if we just got sick and oh, could yeah. just drink spiced wine and that worked. Would exactly. Be amazing.
1: That, okay, I, I agree with that for sure. Yeah, definitely minus the worms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's jump forward because there's so much history that yes. we could spend all our time here. In 1725, the Royal, Royal College of Physicians expressed concerns about the growing use of liquors in spirit. But it wasn't until the 19th century that alcohol was... Um, Th- seen as a potential health risk. Uh-huh. So that's a long time. That's a very long time. Um, it was Liquor was less regulated and more affordable. So like during the industrialized Britain where like taxes were getting really high on things that were not made in the motherland. Uh-huh. Um, gin especially w- made like a huge crash into the world then um, people could just get it a lot cheaper. So yeah. um That's kind of what caused this idea of this potential
1: health risk. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, is people were like, oh, they're drinking a
1: lot. So now
0: we're we're starting to see that there could be something not great associated with a lot of drinking.
1: And it's not just for medicinal purposes anymore or for artistic purpose. Exactly.
0: Well, I don't know. Artistic purpose is sketchy, (laughs) but the medicinal one was really... Is crazy because people would would be sometimes consuming only that as their only liquid throughout the whole day. So crazy. At times.
1: Well, I mean, if you're thinking back to like that time too, is probably the well, almost the safest thing to yeah. drink. Um, So that I mean that makes sense. Yeah, and
0: I mean even little like babies were prescribed it. It was prescribed alcohol was a prescribed. That's
1: thing, crazy. Which is crazy. Um, And now it's like if you were ever to think about giving baby alcohol.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There was like a, I was looking at pictures and reading up on all this and there was a picture of a bottle of teething medicine that was 50% alcohol and they (laughs) said, there was like a little note on it. It was from 1914. Uh Uh-huh. There was a little note on it that said, um, like, we'll have no negative effects of something and the person was just like, um, this is a little misleading.
1: Um, I think you're wrong. Yeah. (laughs) So that was really
0: believed then. And um, it wasn't really until that time. So the big craze with gin is happening. Big boom. Industrial revolution starts. And they start realizing that sobriety needs to be a virtue because they need people to be sober to work. Yes. So that's when temperance movements began in Europe. And then um, those temperance movements started to gain traction with physicians Um, In the mid-19th century. Okay. So we'll backtrack a tiny bit and come back over to our land now.
1: Come to the United States. America.
0: America. So to start talking about America, um, we have to start with the Native Americans. Yes. (laughs) Because they were brewing beer as far back as the 13th century. So we did not bring alcohol here. No,
1: we did not. They already
0: had it here. Um, But colonial Americans, pilgrims coming over... The most popular liquor was rum, which was really shocking to me.
1: Interesting. Uh, Maybe it's just because of Pirates of the Caribbean, but I associate just pirates with rum. So
0: apparently because of a trade that Britain had with like the Caribbean, Uh it was the cheapest way, like the cheapest alcohol for us to get. And it was coming from the Caribbean or we could also source it just straight from the Caribbean. Interesting. Yes. So the most popular alcohol was rum. Um this was shocking to me. Uh in 1790 drinking age Americans were consuming on average 5.8 al- gallons <laughs> of pure alcohol annually. Pure alcohol.
1: And that's like so pure alcohol would be like ever clear. Yeah, 100 proof. So <laughs> yeah. that means like 51% is al- like is ethanol.
0: Yes. So 5.8 gallons of that a year. Dang. Dang. And by 1830, so how many years is that? 10, 40 years? Uh-huh. The number had risen to 7.1 gallons. <sighs> and to give some perspective, currently Americans <gasps> of drinking age drink about 2.5 gallons a year, which is still a lot. That's
1: still a ton, but not seven N- gallons. Yeah,
0: and it does
1: exactly have a lot to
0: do with what you were saying earlier, yeah. where their water was so bad, they mm-hmm. would get sick from it, that they would just only drink alcohol. Like, wake up in the morning, drink alcohol till, till night.
1: Which is just crazy. Yeah. Especially like in that time, like you're all mainly doing manual labor or like working the fields or like doing other things. Trying like to eat. Like trying to eat. Try to use a fork and a spoon. <laughs> yeah. Like that's crazy. A lot.
0: And so you have to think about if we're, if I don't know if we're average Americans, I think we probably are in the drinking say- world.
1: An average, like, adult American, because if you put in college students with us, we would definitely not be within that world, but, like, a normal adult... Yes. Like, with a job. So, we'd have to basically
0: three, like, triple the amount of alcohol we drink a year to reach what they were drinking in 1830.
1: That sounds disgusting.
0: Uh, yeah. They... Literally, they they were drinking it morning tonight. Dang. Um, so... By the 18, er, yeah, by the 1880s, schools in New York and Pennsylvania were legally required to teach students about the dangers of alcohol abuse, which was interesting to me, 1880s. Yeah, that's... So people were starting to come around to like, oh, we're drinking 7.1 gallons of yes. pure alcohol a year. <laughs> maybe we should teach our children that this is not what's best. Yeah,
1: maybe like, it's not cool to be like, sl- just asleep in the street, exactly. you know, like in that 9 a.m. <laughs> And New York just
0: seems like they've been on top of it. In 1910, yeah. New York was the first state to pass a law about drinking while driving. So they were <laughs> one of the first states to start cracking down on that. Also probably one of the first states that was
1: like driving. Right? Probably. I was thinking about that when I I feel like the were... Northeast... I'm trying to remember. I watched the documentary on History Channel, like The Men Who Built America. So it was about like Rockefeller and about like Ford and all of them and so i want to say up that area was like the first cars they probably were the ones that first had to and they could afford it it.
0: yeah yeah so i don't know new york was ahead they had their schools in line they had their driving laws in line even though those cars probably went fat like slower than we walk but (laughs) totally
1: or it's because the like rural areas of the world like there was nothing to crash into so they didn't care they didn't care exactly And that brings us to
0: 1920, the Prohibition. Prohibition. Yes, which, I mean, upset a lot of people for a lot of reasons, yes. which you all know. But what was interesting to me with the, was that there was a group of physicians. So this is 1920. How long ago is that for us? A hundred years? A hundred years, almost. So a hundred years ago, this was happening, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, There was a group of physicians that actually lobbied against government. Against the prohibition, as was because it interfered with their what they felt like was their ability to, like perform their medical practice. Because well, yeah, all cause they did, no one will be
1: honest with them at that point, too, right? Well, all no, because they wrote prescriptions for alcohol. Oh, there you go. It's still they were still writing they were still writing prescriptions point. for alcohol at this point. Interesting. If For in some re for some reason, I thought it stopped back in like no the nineteenth century. It <laughs> still hasn't stopped. Ah,
0: yep. So Dang. that's still happening here. Um, but right around this time also is when finally um, people kind of started doing some research that was starting to refute the so-called therapeutic effects of alcohol. Um, and then by the 1940s is when the negative effects of alcohol on health were actually Evident to them Like this is actually real We've done the research uh, So 1944 The US Public Health Service Declared alcoholism One of the most serious threats To public safety in America That feels so recent You it, know like yeah. That's
1: my grandma
0: Yeah So I, I just feel like Up until that point Alcohol was just a part of medicine Yeah Pretty much That's crazy It's really recent um, And then The 80s brought us DARE Were you in DARE? Mm-hmm
1: Sorry, I took a drink of my whiskey. <laughs> um, as yes, I was in Dare. I actually wore my Dare shirt that I got when I was twelve the other day. I think I still have it.
0: I was thinking about it, and I was like, "That's such a big jump." And a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of timelines that I looked at kind of made that jump. And I was thinking, "Well, the '60s did happen in there, and it didn't seem like the '40s really made a difference when they <laughs> said this is really bad for you." Because- well,
1: or maybe they did because then they were like, "Hey." Alcohol is real bad for you. And then they were like, cool, we discovered this plant that, I mean, obviously it's been yeah. around forever, but they were like, cool, we won't we'll drink alcohol, pot. we'll just smoke pot. And yeah. we'll, like do, we'll eat these mushrooms that are naturally from the earth.
0: Yep. I think there was a lot of all that stuff going on. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so the 80s brought us D.A.R.E. and Mothers Against Drunk Driving. And yeah. those were the first kind of like widespread in the U.S. programs to... Teach kids to abstain from alcohol and drugs. Yeah, I had. I remember the dare song. We had a performance for our dare.
1: I remember there was a big thing at the end whenever you graduated from dare, and we we had a song. I don't remember the song, but I'm sure I sang it. Sing it? I don't know. I mean, they're trying to bring it back. It's not currently like a program. Like I saw some people out of Whole Food outside of Whole Foods were trying to like
0: maybe I can just
1: say it I'll say the lyrics yeah (laughs) if you just speak
0: it Yeah. okay there you go it was D I won't do drugs A won't have an attitude R I will respect myself R I will respect myself E I will educate me Those are the lyrics. I think there was rapping involved too, and for there was like sure, I think tryouts there would be to sing
1: parts of these. That's funny that yeah. they wouldn't even like include everybody in the dare song. <laughs> yeah. Well, they could be in the choir, but you had to Got try it. out to like
0: rap. Oh goodness! And now that brings us to today, kind of. Yeah. So between now or then and now, of course, we've had stuff like don't drink during pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Alcohol can lead to like liver failure, that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, but now. What's concerning everyone, which I'm sure you can get into more, yeah, is the fact that they're seeing another rise in alcohol consumption in Americans, um, and it's causing like a big backlash against it. Like, never do this at all.
1: Yeah, and that's where we're sitting right now in the culture. Do you the think culture. the rise is because millennials are into like way stronger, timey like drinks? where it's like we they care a lot about a cocktail and a mixologist and like finding mm-hmm. like a good old like I don't know how like all of my friends drink old fashions including yeah. us like yeah. we love old fashions we're drinking straight whiskey right now we are drinking straight <laughs> whiskey right now <laughs> and so do you think it's like it, i didn't look up that statistic or anything so like is do you think it's that where it's like it's because we we as a generation are enjoying mm-hmm. finer I did read an article about that a few weeks ago, actually,
0: and they were saying millennials, the type of alcohol we drink, like they're seeing way younger signs of like liver failure and a lot of bad stuff in our generation due to alcohol. And it's because of the alcohol we drink and the amount
1: we drink it. Yes. So
0: like, while well, our parents were probably drinking cores,
1: Yeah, I'm my dad. I'm trying to remember what all he drank. Um... I don't remember. I asked my mom, actually, the other day, because I think we had this conversation, like you and I did, Uh huh. and I was like, what did dad drink? Because my mom has only ever had a strawberry daiquiri, and she didn't like it. That's so funny. Um, but my dad, I think he probably drank anything <laughs> <laughs> at that point in his life. Yeah. 20-year-old Stan didn't care. 20-year-old Stan didn't care. I think my uh-uh. dad did, like, scotch. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. See, saying- we don't know. <laughs>
0: They're saying that we are drinking more intense stuff than I the generations believe that. before us. I think it was a lot of beer. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we're drinking cocktails. Yeah. Which makes a big difference, it seems. And the cocktails
1: were more in the, like, 50s. Yeah. That, like, so their like parents' generation. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So, they're concerned. And they're also yeah. seeing a rise in women, which mm-hmm. was concerning. And part of it was like, yeah, when I read about... <laughs> did you read about this at all? Uh, I read about a lot of stuff with women. Okay. So, um they believe they're like attributing it to like women being more in the workforce and like gaining more equal rights. So it's like directly tied a well, women's consumption of alcohol is like really directly tied with the amount that they're working, but it was like taboo for women to drink for so long. Cause it was like a thing that the guys went and did yeah. um, that now it's like culturally appropriate. So now more women are saying like, yeah, I had a drink last night cause no one cares now.
1: Yeah. But I was going to the- say they probably were drinking, but it was all like, no, Hidden. I didn't do anything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's part of the concern, too. And since most of our listeners are women.
1: Yeah. We can chat about that. Totally. Yeah. Maybe so I think that there's so much to talk about with alcohol. There is. Um, that was a beautiful history. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm, I'm you really being a history teacher now. I think you should be. I really enjoyed listening <laughs> and learning. Thanks. You I'm glad to bestow so. my knowledge onto all of you. We all are grateful for it. Thanks. Um, so when was the first time you drank?
0: <sighs> I if was, you want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I was
1: just right before I turned 21, actually. Look at you waiting. I know.
0: I waited for some things. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> um, I was, it was like two months before I turned 21. And it was my high school best friend's 21st birthday. Uh-huh. So she her birthday was in October, mine's in December. And so we got a hotel room and we she went and bought alcohol. Yes. What were we drinking? Oh, it was awful. It's in a blue bottle, hypnotic. Oh, gross. Yep. Hypnotic That's the is first disgusting. Thing I drank. And I actually was like h- hanging out with Aaron at the time. Uh-huh. And but we weren't dating yet or we were like just thinking about starting to date, which is crazy. I was 20. That's so long ago. I know. And um I drank so much and I get like a really bad heartburn when I drink a ton Uh and I kept saying I feel like a dragon the whole night. I still sometimes do that if I drink too much (laughs) (laughs) and I know at one point I was hugging a plant and Brittany took my phone. Oh, sorry. Hey, Brittany (laughs) took my phone away. Because I was like, I'm just going to call him. I just want to talk to him. <laughs> and she's like, uh, no, because I was <laughs> not really dating Aaron yet. But I kept talking about wanting to call him. I just need to talk to him. And She's
1: like, don't ruin this for yourself. Yes. <laughs> don't let drunk Jonna ruin this for sober Jonna. Yeah. So that's the first time that I
0: drink. When is the first time you drink?
1: Uh, Are you going to say it? Oh, yeah, I probably will. But funny story about like the heartburn, like feeling like you're a dragon. Uh, was uh, whenever I was in, I think, sixth grade and Megan was home from college and she was really into rollerblading at the time. It was like 97. And uh, we went to go rollerblade and I was going up and we used to live on this like huge hill <laughs> and I stopped in the middle of it. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, "Um, I have acid reflux <laughs> and it's the burn is here and it needs to be here <laughs> like i'd seen so many commercials about acid reflux oh, yeah. it was like that commercial where it was like the bottle when it goes down, of medicine it's like the burn is here and it should be here <laughs> dang megan laughed really hard there She's should like, should not you do be not burned. have anyway, acid reflux that's so funny you just are out of shape
0: and there was no alcohol involved And there was no alcohol involved in that I was rollerblading in incident
1: um I'm trying to think the first time I drank. So I think it was after the car accident I got into. Um and I basically was like F everything. I can't dance. My life sucks. So mm-hmm. um I think Smirnoff Ice was the first thing I drank. Um I, I want to say that's better than Hypnotic. It is. Yep. I think for sure. <laughs> I've had Hypnotic. Um but I would probably take a Smirnoff Ice. I for <laughs> sure would. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think I was 16 whenever I first drank, which is sad, mm. but it's true. You're a wild one. A wild, wild lady. Um, yeah. Lots of ridiculousness um, in my life. Yeah,
0: some stories that we can't
1: probably tell on the podcast. No, I mean, I'm actually pretty open with all of it. If Jackie hears them, I'm 32 years old. <laughs> there's not much she can do now. I will say whenever I was uh, home this past time, uh, we were all in the car and Mary was like, yeah, like that one time you like were in detox. And I was like, Mary, Jackie doesn't know that story. Stop. Does she know now? No, she was in the back like with the kids. Oh, and I was like, Stop it. does that mean you're going to tell that story now? I mean, I can
0: tell that story. (laughs) You should have mentioned that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Now you have to tell everybody that story. It's
1: actually kind of pertinent because my memories on Facebook popped up and I'm holding my best friend, Jill, which I've talked about before on the podcast that we smoked cigarettes to like try not to eat. Yeah. I was holding her wedding dress and I'm like drinking wine and it says like pre-gaming in the picture (laughs) uh, before her (laughs) wedding. And it was that night, so I was in Durango, Colorado. I had been drinking. I was twenty-one years old. In Lubbock, Texas, altitudes are very different yes. in those two states. Yes. Um. So I was used to drinking in zero <laughs> altitude. Yeah. <altitude. laughs> and then I went to Durango, Colorado, and um. So I drank before the wedding. I drank at the wedding. We went out after to a bar. I ordered a Long Island iced tea because I was real into them then. Yeah. And uh. People were like, we're leaving. So I chugged it and then I ended up going to, we went to like another bar and then they were like, Amanda, I got a drink for you. I was like, that's too strong. And then I was like, but I'll take that shot. <laughs> so I was oh, taking gosh. shots and then, um, I was walking back to the hotel cause we had a hotel room. And uh, a, one of the groomsmen was walking with me, and I become very independent whenever I drink. I don't need anyone to help me because I can do it all on my own. I am an independent woman who doesn't <laughs> need anyone. Um, and I was walking, and just as a cop drove by, I fell into a planter. <laughs> and mind like you, my I was still in my wedding attire. So I'm in a bridesmaid's dress, and then... This guy was trying to get me out of the planter. He was like, Amanda, there's a cop. You need to get up. And I was like, no, just leave me here, I guess. they were like Luann. I really was. <laughs> Real Housewives I really of New York. Was. I feel like maybe I resonate with her in those moments <laughs> when like she falls into a one of my
0: favorite Real Housewives moments I've ever seen. I think I laughed
1: really hard because I was like, that must have been what I looked <laughs> <That is> like. <laughs> exactly
0: what you looked like, Guaranteed. <laughs> If you guys just, need some inspiration to try to figure out what Amanda looked like. Google. Real House Size of New York Louisiana falling into a bush.
1: Yes. It's fantastic. Um and so then the cop came basically was like, Hey, I don't know if like you really are connected with her. Like if for her safety, I need to take her so that she can be safe. Because thankfully, I mean you never like Yeah. I mean, he was safe. He was taking me back to the hotel where all my friends were. Yes. Um, and then he walked back to the hotel. And everyone was like, uh, where's Amanda? And they're like, he was like sitting on a bench and like took a drag of a cigarette and was like, Amanda got arrested.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was he super drunk too? Yes. <laughs> just Amanda got arrested. Amanda got
1: arrested. He was the mayor of our town's son. He was just like, I can't get arrested. Amanda, I gotta leave. Amanda got arrested. <laughs> so I didn't get arrested though. Everyone always said, like Kyle always likes to say, I went to like the drunk tank. I didn't. I was in medical facility detox. In Durango, they take you to the hospital. They don't allow you to leave, but they take you to the hospital. And so I had to stay until I blew under a certain number. Which and took um, how long? It took a long time. I don't know. I refused to eat. That was the issue um, because I was mad and i remember whenever i woke up i was just like rocking back and forth shaking because i didn't know where i was and i walked out and uh they were like amanda do you know where the you are and i was like totally yes i do (laughs) they're like okay you need to sit back down and wait and then like we'll come get you and you can do your breathalyzer and i was like okay (laughs) and then i just sat at the window and then you have to answer like math questions to get out to like prove that you're sober and these poor like men were being asked these questions and they definitely didn't speak english as like their first language and they asked the question. I was like, I know the answer. Can I go home? <laughs> <laughs> and would they let you go home? No, I had to blow under a point oh eight. Yeah. I came in at a point one two, Which is crazy. Yeah. At the next morning, I refused to blow that night. And then the next morning, I woke up and I blew a point one That is crazy. Mm-hmm. It was a really fine moment of my life. There's lots more to that story, but that's the really condensed yes. version of my worst night drinking ever. <laughs> but um, also, I will never fall into a planter again. So maybe I will never be Luann. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good to know. You've
0: gone from the bottom up.
1: <gasps> Sorry to the bottom. Now I'm here. Yes. I didn't sing it. No. That's
0: so frustrating. I wish we could sing everything to you. I know.
1: <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, but basically that's my, um the party story that everyone asks for of me because it's very not m- my personality no. anymore. It's, well, actually, <laughs> I feel like I could see it
0: happening. <laughs> if we're being honest here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just not my personality.
0: Everyone's it's like. Just-
1: not my uh, personality. Yes, it is. Uh, And then everyone's like, um, remember Mary's birthday party? <laughs> yeah, I do too. Cool. <laughs> oh goodness." Since being a mom, I have not done that. Exactly, that's true. So maybe I have turned into <laughs> me. May- I think you have. <gasps> Thanks. Because you have responsibilities now. I have a responsibility I know. of a, like a kid at home. It's fine. Exactly. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, dig into Let's dig into some into of the alcohol. stuff that
0: you've looked so up. So
1: and- basically, the like I just wanted to kind of break down like why people are having all of these issues, is just to like kind of understand like how alcohol works in the body, and then we're gonna just talk about like what people are saying about it. Yeah, and that's where we're gonna kind of finish. Yeah. Um. So basically, like whenever you drink alcohol, gets absorbed pretty quickly from your stomach, and then mainly in your small intestine, and um the first parts of your small intestine and then it goes to every part of your body. And so the interesting thing about alcohol and all the also the crappy thing about alcohol is that your body looks at it as a toxin and so it's also something that your body's like I have to get rid of that first. Mm-hmm. So if there if you've eaten, if you've done anything like it will not like start metabolizing or digesting carbohydrates, fat, protein. It's going to use the alcohol first. And so it's working really hard to get rid of all the alcohol. Mm -hmm. And it's providing calories. So I think people sometimes forget that, like, alcohol does have calories. So it's seven calories per kilogram or per whatever gram. Um, And carbohydrates and protein give you four. And fat is nine. And so it's a pretty, like, high caloric thing. And so your body's utilizing that. Um, And so all the other stuff that you eat will either get used or it's going to get stored as fat because your body can't store alcohol Mm -hmm. and it's going to be using that first. So that's where kind of like issues start happening is that it's being utilized first. So whatever else you eat afterwards or whatever, if you reach the max capacity your body needs, you're just going to store whatever it is as fat and then that Dang. could be wreaking havoc. This could help make <laughs> America drink less just knowing that. Make America drink less. <laughs> yes. Um and whenever you drink um so you be people always are like drinking on an empty stomach or drinking whenever you eat and like I we've all heard that you should definitely obviously not drink on an empty stomach, but why you shouldn't is that, um, so how I talked about it starts absorbing in your stomach, but most of it happens in your small intestine. Mm -hmm. And so if you can slow down the amount of time that it takes to get to your small intestine, then your blood alcohol level won't rise as much. Your enzymes that break it down are going to be able to break it down before more gets released into your bloodstream. And so, um, whenever you eat, that food in your stomach slows down what's called gastric emptying uh-huh. and then your gastric is your, your stomach. And so it's basically like it slows down the alcohol, the alcohol entering into your small intestine. Okay. So then it slows down like it entering into your bloodstream mm-hmm. slows down to it going to all your organs essentially. Right. Um, and then whenever it gets into your organs, the liver is basically where most of the detoxification happens Um, And a beautiful enzyme called alcohol dehydrogenase is what breaks it down. Um, And so some cultures or some people don't have as much alcohol dehydrogenase. And this is where like they've talked about with women too. Um, It's that they might have not as much as like a man. And so Mm -hmm. if you are drinking more and you don't have enough alcohol dehydrogenase, you will get drunk faster because it's not able to be broken down and gotten rid of. Essentially, that makes sense. Um, and the like—that's how your blood alcohol like concentration rises. Yeah, it's basically like your that enzyme just can't keep up anymore, right? And you've drank way too much for it to be able to metabolize. Is
0: that enzyme also what, what keeps us from like dying when we drink alcohol? Yes. <laughs> so it's gonna help like <laughs> detox our body. Yes,
1: exactly. Okay. And it's all happening, like, in your liver. Okay. So this is why, like, whenever John was talking about how liver disease became very prevalent with drinking is because that's where majority of mm. the, like, bulk of detoxing, get ridding, getting rid of that get alcohol. Ridding. Get Get ridding of that <laughs> alcohol is happening. Yeah. And so it's putting so much wear and tear on your liver mm-hmm. whenever you drink, especially, like, an excessive amount. Right. Which that's another thing that I think I was
0: reading maybe about, maybe it was in that same millennials article, but I think millennials, I don't know. I was just reading an article about people drinking less every day, Mm -hmm. but when they do drink, they're drinking like five drinks.
1: It's so, yeah, it's so crazy. Like, which we'll get into this probably for sure. In this next part where we're talking about like the study where it's like everyone's idea of moderation is completely different. Exactly. And then like, It's what we talk about all the time, like, with individuality, where it's, like, you and I are completely different, like, genetically and, like, ethnically, too, where it's, like, our backgrounds are different, and that dictates, like, how much ADH we have. Yeah. And then, so you could maybe potentially drink more than I could, and your moderation may be a lot different than, like, my moderation, you know? And so it's just no one knows what that means mm-hmm. and no one everyone to themselves has their own definition yeah which p- presents some problems <laughs> just some <laughs> just some um so dory have... sorry excess in everything except
0: moderation <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> so dumb we have She's so many good real housewives <sighs> Oh gosh, she's so annoying in that. Like her opening thing, everything in excess, except moderation. Except moderation. I was trying to do that with a British accent too, (laughs) because she has the fake British weird British accent. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I did think so. This like my friend is doing a startup, and like I'll talk about it whenever it launches. Um, but I had to come up with a slogan. So I was like, what would my real housewife's slogan be? And so I said, everyone's got to eat. Let's do it together. <laughs> That's a great one for Thanks. you.
0: <laughs> Food brings people together. It's smart.
1: Yeah. It's catchy. I like yeah. it. That's my slogan. <laughs> um, yeah, but what, so obviously Jonna hit on like some of this stuff. And so now there's, if you've been on the news at all, there's been one study that like came out and was it like last week that it hit the news i think so um Mm -hmm. or it may have been in july but like it maybe got some more traction again at like the beginning of august yeah um that was basically the headline said no alcohol ever is okay yeah essentially let me see i wrote it down no alcohol safe
0: yes that's (laughs) That's what what it it said no alcohol (gasps) is safe
1: yes Um, and so basically what that study said was that alcohol is a leading risk factor for disease and premature death in men and women worldwide. Um, in 2016, they looked at all the, a ton of different stuff, but Mm -hmm. worldwide, um, for ages 15 to 49. Um, a lot of people look at this study and say that it's a landmark study and say that it's it's done really well other people will look at it and be like it's globally you're not taking into consideration like countries you're not taking into consideration like socioeconomic you're not taking into consideration like a lot of different mm-hmm. stuff um i think they tried to but it's definitely still one that's like i think that's a pretty like far conjecture to yeah. like say that um that no drink at all is yeah. worth it um I think I understand as a hypochondriac where people are like, well, if the risks are there at all, where's the benefit? Yeah. But like, did you read it? I read the articles. What were your feelings on it?
0: Um, well, my gut was like, well, now I can never drink again.
1: (laughs) Of course, You're (laughs) you're one of those. (laughs) And I
0: even told you that this afternoon we were talking on the phone, just like going over what we were going to talk about for the episode. And I was like, I think I'm going to come out of this and just never want to drink again. But then I was reading all about gin and I was like, I could use a cocktail right now. I can use a
1: cocktail. This sounds amazing. Yeah. I
0: almost texted the Rosebud's like, (gasps) I'm just counting down the hours before I can have a cocktail tonight. Uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) I think that that's, I would be too. Like, I mean, I didn't do half as much. I still looked up a lot of stuff, but I'm like, I'm drinking some whiskey right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think there are a couple things of my takeaways from those articles were I do need to drink less. Yeah. Not even for drunkenness purposes at all. Uh, but because for like health reasons, I probably I need to drink less. I've gone through seasons of life where I have drank nothing. Yes. For fertility stuff, because that's like the one thing they say. This is Mm -hmm. linked with infertility. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's so funny. I was it on that article that at the end it was like but we know clearly no one's gonna cut it out completely so just drink in moderation was that the last line of that article Uh, it might have been it's a cnn article that i I think it was and i was like how can you have a title like no amount of alcohol but then the last one was like we can't actually it might have been that article is one of the articles that came out in this bunch that came out the most recently and it said we can't actually know how much alcohol is safe, so none is safe, but drink in moderation and you, like, it's better than nothing. Yeah. And I was like, this is not helpful.
1: That's whenever it's, like, super annoying, because <laughs> then you're like, okay, well, what's moderation? Because people, like, don't know, and yeah. then it's like, the recommendation is one drink per day for a woman. That's yeah. That's eight ounces. That's it. Yeah. And then um, two drinks for a man. hmm And that's it. Yep. And... That's for, but then you are thinking, okay, well, I don't drink every day. But then, if I have like three drinks in one night, like that's always the way that I looked at it. Before, yeah, really,
0: up until I read that millennials article yeah. like a couple months ago, was like, I never drink, so I can have a few.
1: Exactly, where
0: I didn't realize that when you have a few like that, you are just really taxing your liver.
1: Oh, so you are taxing your liver, and then what we'll talk about in this next part is like you're taxing other things too. So like Mm -hmm. the liver is kind of the one that like obviously has had the most attention because you could develop fatty liver, you could develop cirrhosis, you could develop hepatic, whatever, Mm -hmm. like hepatic encephalopathy. That used to be my favorite disease. That's a great word. If you you ever wanted to know a fun fact about me, (laughs) oh gosh, Uh, it's basically like, it makes you go kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, because ammonia is being produced and it's not being excreted because your liver is not working properly. And so it like just builds up in your brain. That's and so crazy. you just like start having like and by hallucinations. And favorite disease you
0: mean the most interesting disease to
1: you? The most interesting. And then my favorite in the sense that like whenever I was questioned about it on a test, they literally asked this question. This guy thinks he's Jesus. What do you think he might have? <laughs> what? That was a question. On Did you get it right? Tests. Yes. Because I love hepatic encephalopathy. Because it's the most interesting thing. yeah. Just like how the body works. But then like also that question made me be like, I will never forget it, hepatic encephalopathy because it's the dumbest question I've ever heard that in my life. That makes me
0: wonder so much about a lot of the people that like went crazier as they got older. Mm-hmm.
1: If they had that. They could have. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. It's just a buildup of ammonia. Yeah. Let's yeah. dig deeper. Um, So... That's like there's a ton of different things, not just the liver. Mm-hmm. Um, and another study that just came out that like I read before I read the like don't ever drink alcohol again was that can alcohol give you the munchies? And I <laughs> thought that that was an incredibly interesting thing too. Yeah. Um. So basically, obviously your inhibitions are lowered whenever yeah. you drink. And so you do tend to make eat more, eat more and then like make poor choices because, yeah. and like usually you're always eating, drinking socially and it's either at a place like we love like cheese, like charcuterie yes. boards. And so it's basically like if I have cheese, I will just like devour it while I'm drinking wine. For sure. Because I mean, I'll do it without, with or without wine. I but ate an entire thing of Borsin the other night. Almost like almost all of it. No by myself. wine. I had to stop. No wine. Yeah, exactly. See?
0: Who really knows? Who Amanda? knows? Maybe <laughs> we just always have the munchies. We just always have the munchies when cheese is involved. When cheese the is munchies there, are there, munchies
1: are there too. Um, but they do think that it could also be inhibiting two of your like hormones that indicate whether like you should stop eating or mm-hmm. decreases your appetite. Um, and then they also think that it could um, be stimulating part of your brain in your hypothalamus that ignites like starvation and so your reaction to that is that you overeat and so the thought is that it's like activating that part you're Mm. just going to consume and consume consume because your body thinks it's starving bar food yeah or like midnight tacos or for me in college it was always bread and hummus because that's all i had in my house i'd come home and i would just eat carrots bread and hummus. at least you're eating bread and I remember like falling asleep many a time with the bread in the hummus and I would just fall Oh my asleep. gosh. That is so ridiculous. Another classy Amanda moment. Um I yeah. was baking cookies at parties in college. <laughs> I
0: legitimately <laughs> I mean remember I only
1: went to college for a semester. That's true.
0: <laughs> but I did not drink there.
1: <gasps> Look at you. I'm I'm like you.
0: Basically a Girl Scout.
1: <laughs> You're basically the Girl Scout. You were doing the work. I'm like Leslie, of- no. <laughs>
0: I obey the rules, okay?
1: (laughs) Which is so funny. I love following rules, but I just didn't. I hate following
0: rules, but I usually follow them because I'm scared.
1: See, I think as I'm getting older,
0: I'm getting more angry about any rules placed over me.
1: I get that. You're becoming more and more like Ron Swanson, less Leslie Nope. Exactly. I love it.
0: Um, Great
1: combo. If I'm going to be two characters, I would like to be those two. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I feel like if I were to take a test... For what Parks and Rec character you would be like deep down you always like it's always you want to be Gryffindor or you want to yeah. be like Leslie No, Are you
0: Hufflepuff, right?
1: I'm Hufflepuff. Yeah, Aaron's yeah. Hufflepuff too. I accept it with flying colors. You got a yep
0: over this, but I told I sent Amanda uh, a thing where it, it said something like would you ever Hufflepuff?" <laughs> you got to yep over that. I thought it was the funniest thing ever.
1: heck yeah because we're awesome do you remember me
0: sending you that i thought it was so funny that was like an overheard la or something yes because it was
1: right after i think i like told you guys i was a hufflepuff
0: yes i love it i'm a slytherin just for a navy Slytherin, yeah um
1: but i would probably be like jerry you know like, no or i'd be andy and i'd be cool with it but i feel like i've always like think like
0: you would be jerry but you're not jerry right because Jerry's like the, the one that kind of gets trapped on but like just nice. he's just like
1: trying to do the best but he's also ignored where they're like he comes in and they're like god jerry what are you, you totally are amanda am. has this
0: thing whoa this is an aside but when we do rosebuds on monday nights if this is your first episode we watch the bachelor or yes. any bachelor franchise Sometimes dancing with the stars every (laughs) Monday night. And Amanda and our friend Tara, who are both like quieter, usually in conversation, which is not even that true because you guys aren't really that quiet. But for some reason, they like gravitate towards the corner and Amanda will say things and Tara's literally the only person (laughs) that hears her. But she's talking at the level I'm talking at now. Just nobody hears her because... For some reason, Amanda just doesn't
1: get hurt. I just don't get, I'm and Jerry. It's so
0: sad. So I try to listen, but I also think it's really funny when she doesn't get, Terrell will just be like, I hear you. I hear you, Amanda. I love you. Yeah. That's why I love her that's a and little, she's back. That's a little glimpse into Amanda's sad, sad Jerry life. <laughs> I think I would probably get, I feel like I would probably get Leslie Nope. Uh-huh. But inside, I feel... Probably just because I put myself down so much. Sorry, Anne, but I think I'm more of an Anne.
1: I honestly was gonna put you as an Anne. Yeah, but then I feel like you do fight so I'm much too direct that you are very much a Leslie Nope. Where like yeah. if you see injustice, you're going to like say it's wrong. Yeah, you know, I'm a mix. Maybe, maybe you're that's my real mix. I think that is you're Anne and Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, the munchies. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've gotten our Parks and
0: Rec characters out of the way.
1: Uh, I think that it's important for people to know who we are so that they where can we resonate stand? with us. And where we stand. Pie. <laughs> I you get, got like, me. I didn't know you were going <laughs> to say that.
0: <laughs> Love it. I want to get all the yeps out I can this episode. You've
1: never had one. I I'm know. am the one that always gets it. Well, now
0: I know I can because we can yep over That's it.
1: That's true. Uh, um, okay, so. Also, it affects your sleep. We've talked about this before in the sleep episode where, like, if you drink right before you go to bed, it's going to, like, help. Like, obviously, it's a downer, so it's going to, like, help you sleep at first and, like, put you to sleep. But you're not going to have a good restful sleep. Most of the time after you've drank, you wake up the next morning and you feel, like, groggy. You don't feel rested at all. You've had interrupted sleep. It affects your deep sleep. Like you never get to reach it after you've gone through it. That first cycle, that second cycle, you're never able to like get back into like the mm-hmm. deep sleep or whatever. Um, and so if you do have a glass of wine, it shouldn't be like your nightcap right before you go to bed. It should be like dinner. earlier on with dinner. Yeah. hmm Um, we've talked about the liver, um, your brain. So obviously, alcohol has a direct effect on our effect. (laughs) That's a perfect example. (laughs) Slurred speech (laughs) is one of the first examples that someone has drank too much alcohol. (laughs)
0: So it affects our brains.
1: It affects our brains. Um, And overconsumption or like aggressive drinking where it's been like a lot, it could affect your frontal lobe damage, um, which is where it controls your emotional Mm -hmm. short-term memory judgment. That sort of thing. Um, It affects... Your pancreas. So what it could be doing is that it's increasing your digestive enzymes Mm -hmm. or your pancreatic enzymes. And so whenever there's a surge of those enzymes, it can cause inflammation within your pancreas. And so you could develop pancreatitis if you're drinking excessively. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, fertility. Mm -hmm. So Jonna obviously has done this for fertility. Um, and I think I've always in my head was like, so that if you got pregnant, you weren't drinking. No, yeah. But it's because it decreases your, or increases your estrogen and decreases your progesterone. Right. And it decreases your testosterone. Um, and mm-hmm. so it's throwing your hormones all out of whack. Do you whenever say it you decreases drink. your testosterone? Mm-hmm.
0: Because it's increasing
1: estrogen. So for men, it could be also causing infertility issues because if they're excessively drinking or drinking a lot, it's increasing your estrogen. So then it's decreasing your testosterone. So that's why you're not supposed to drink. Mm Mm-hmm. I literally always thought it was because <laughs> if you got pregnant, you don't want to be drinking. <laughs> no. It's all about hormones. It is about hormones. The, it's like the answer is always deliver. It's a disruptor. And now this is always, it's going to mess with your hormones. Yeah. That's the answer now. That's the answer. If someone asks you a question, deliver. Hormones. <laughs> hormones. You'll be right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. So do you, I mean, obviously, we'll, we have had had an episode and we're going to have probably many episodes, but like for sure a future episode about fertility yeah. stuff. But like, did you feel good so, whenever you like kind of yeah. were doing that? I don't feel,
0: that's the thing is I don't feel, because I don't drink excessively, I don't think, I drink, I believe when I'm drinking like an average American. Yeah. Maybe less because I'm stressed about drinking because I don't want to affect anything hormonally. Um, Or I'll like store it up for like a month or two and then I'll drink like four drinks in a day because I'm like,
1: whatever. (laughs) It's all shot now. You have 16-year-old Amanda after she got in her her car accident. Fine. Just give me this. My life is over. Exactly.
0: 40 <laughs> pre- negative pregnancy tests later and I'm yeah. having a couple drinks.
1: Uh, yeah, I think any rational human being would have <laughs> that reaction. There's some people out
0: there that would just like stick to their guns, but
1: what um More power to them. My heart is not that.
0: I definitely feel better when I'm not drinking, yeah. but I also, I just don't see it affecting me that much. Yeah. I mean, these articles that came out Say they're linking it to a lot more cancers. That was the next
1: thing I was going to talk about. Oh, look
0: at me, passing it off to you.
1: So that kind of freaked me off. Yeah,
0: for sure. Freaked me off.
1: Freaked you (laughs) off. It just freaked you right off. (laughs) That's a
0: very questionable way to say that. (laughs) Um, But no, I really didn't notice a difference. I did. So when I did the naturopath thing, which I... Just for an update, never went back to it. Yeah, why didn't you ever <laughs> go back? We needed to know your energy. I know, but I didn't want to spend the money to reblood test myself. I think you should just call and be like, "Hey,
1: um, I, um, I was never that. given my reading, and so could you actually like <laughs> tell I'll me call. because I they bet have you to? They don't even write it down. They have to. I don't even. I don't believe they should. I hopefully will have
0: somebody in that talks about energy that can solidify some energy stuff. Soon. We're
1: also going to have my friend on soon yeah on yeah. soon um, so hopefully yeah. we're going to have multiple people talking about energy soon oh my gosh I have so many questions but
0: yeah. um i don't i didn't notice a difference but my blood test did come back this is what i was confused about or interested in when you were just talking about hormones is my testosterone was elevated a tiny tiny bit mm-hmm. it wasn't like crazy but it was elevated more than i was expecting it to be uh-huh and my estrogen and progesterone were great when i did that test
1: and I don't think I was drinking then. So, I was like, "Hmm. That could be like your norm. Maybe. But like you could just have a little bit more of like an elevated testosterone or um was that whenever you were taking medicine? Or was it right after that? It was 3 months after. Okay. So maybe um I mean, it could just be like my norm. that's your norm. Man, I wish like that translated out. into a better libido. <laughs> You have a good libido, but that for sure does. <laughs> like, I feel like you and Aaron have solid libidos. I think
0: we probably do. I don't know yeah. if Aaron would agree. But probably comparatively. Comparatively probably
1: to most people, I feel for sure like you guys do.
0: <laughs> okay, well tell us about this cancer so stuff this cancer before stuff. I continue talking about my sex life.
1: Um so there's definitely a lot. Um it's been conduct like connected to a lot of different cancers. There's a really good um breakdown on healthline. Those are really good articles that are, like, written by some people and then reviewed medically by a doctor, an RD, PhD, whatever. There's this one that's, like, the effects or 23 effects or something of alcohol in the body. And there's a diagram and it tells you all the different things and it lists, like, the different kind of cancers. But because we're a more feminine-driven podcast, yes, I really was just going to sit in breast cancer. Yeah. Um, so it could be contributed to a lot of different cancers. Look them up. Their studies have, like been back and forth on those Mm -hmm. um but the one that we obviously care a lot about is that it could be increasing breast cancer um and they think that this is because of that increase of estrogen production Mm, whenever you drink and so if you are especially like estrogen dependent it could be increasing your risk of um developing breast cancer um and then as we age it changes so like us in our 20s and 30s so you for sure in your twenties still um, that whenever you drink, like the kind of things that you're drinking and like the amount you're drinking is different than as you get older. And so the alcohol doesn't affect you probably as much. So it may not be, this may be two where it's like may not be increasing your estrogen as much Uh right now. So your risk probably isn't as As much hormonally, but as we get older, because we become more sensitive to the alcohol, we become more sensitive as our hormones are changing. So like a 40 year old woman, who drinks probably like the same amount that she would have drank in her twenties is much more susceptible or at risk because her hormones are more sensitive and it. So it could be increasing her estrogen way more than it did whenever she was 20. That's interesting. So as we age, our risk increases, increases. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we're getting older. Right. And that's yeah. what happens. And that's what happens. Um, but the same thing with like all the cancer stuff, it's kind of like, It could be. It could be or it could not be. And then it's the same with all of these. So like how I feel where like even that study that's like don't ever drink another sip of alcohol. It's been whatever. It's like but what were the other lifestyle things that they were doing? So like were these people eating a plant-based diet? Were they eating like nine to 13 servings of fruits and vegetables do they mm-hmm. exercise did they do meditation do they have quiet time like yeah what is what else is going on in their life mm-hmm. because the studies that have come out that have shown like one to two drinks actually decreases your life expectancy or other studies have found that it doesn't In right. like it actually decreases your life expectancy and I feel like
0: <laughs> just so you know you just said the same thing two times in a row <laughs>
1: No, I meant to say... Increases that it and increases. decreases. So like drinking increases your life expectancy. Yeah. And other studies have found that whenever you drink, it decreases your life expectancy. There so it's contradicting, contradicting itself. You might have said that and I just heard you wrong too. Honestly, I probably said it I think you said decreasing twice. I probably did. It's the same like the alcohol other day. Alcohol can, you were can like, affect <laughs> your brain. <laughs> Guys, alcohol affects your brain. It's fine. Um, yeah. And so it's just different studies out there showing different things and a lot of people are like hey um we agree with this one and other people are like that study was done incorrectly and a lot of them are observational so it's just looking at trying to figure out a correlation mm-hmm. versus like this is a causality of it actually doing stuff yeah cancer is so hard i mm-hmm. mean if they can like
0: actually link Alcohol directly to it, which it seems like they're confidently feeling like they can confidently do. They're that.
1: trying to, for sure. Yeah,
0: then that's like a whole nother, yeah, topic. I think, but I mean, we have to link it to the sad too.
1: Oh, for sure. Sad so, diet is one of the like leading causes of cancer. All cool. Everything. All like comorbidities. <sighs> like anything that could go, any disease that you could potentially get, it's linked to right the bad sad diet. Yeah. Well, speaking of breast cancer.
0: Make sure you're continuing to do yourself check. Yes. Saturdays, I've been trying to do it, but we need to be better about posting about we it. We need to, to for sure. Too. I'm so
1: glad that you continue to do it because I fall into my number nine personality so hardcore where I'm like, yes. You're an Enneagram Nine, if anybody's wondering. I'm an Enneagram <laughs> Nine for sure, where I'm just content of not ever doing anything. And so, um, no. John is here to keep us yes. accountable. Check and yourself every Saturday
0: forward. in the shower. We talk about how to do it on Titty Talk. Mm-hmm. One of our first episodes. Yeah. It's important.
1: It is. It's super important. Um, and I think that like where I just am with alcohol and like with all of this stuff is mm-hmm. that I'm not going to stop drinking. I think that one of the things that makes people live longer too is enjoying life. their life. Exactly, And having a glass mm-hmm. of wine like I think we, what you said where we need to probably be cautious as to how many we're having in one sitting. Yeah. But, um, there's not enough out there to like make me want to completely.
0: And I told Aaron, if
1: I wasn't concerned with fertility
0: stuff, like it bums me out that I have to think about it. Like I want to just not have to care and like get a drink and not have like guilt weighing down Mm -hmm. on me heavily. So I look forward to the day when that is not a part of our life. I look forward to that day for you too. Um so I yeah, I fall on the same place. I would not tell someone like don't drink. Yeah. Um aside from many other reasons why yes. I might tell someone not to drink, <laughs> it's not this reason.
1: No, there's so many other reasons. Yeah, there
0: are valid reasons to not drink, but yeah. um and this could be for someone, but Yeah,
1: and I think that if like you have a conviction about it, obviously don't do it, yeah. but you also need to know, like the recommendation is this, where it's like one drink per day, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. And mean you're not you can allowed to do seven at the end
0: of the week exactly. if you don't do it time.
1: Exactly, it's all like just remember, it's about how your liver is being able to like metabolize it, mm-hmm. and you don't want it to be overwhelmed. Yes. So, real quick, at the very end here, do you have anything
0: else? No, you go. Um, I want to talk about some. Yep, I did that things that I have done that I didn't even necessarily know, but now I actually do do this before I drink. Um, I'm on Dr. Mercola. Of course you are. (laughs) But I'm on it because I was researching like a good, concise way to say that NAC that I talk about every time we have an episode pretty much because I'm obsessed with it is an awesome hangover cure. Mm -hmm.
1: Um,
0: And on this Mercola article, um, which I should probably post for you guys, or you can look it up. It's just like Hangover Cures by mm-hmm. Dr. Merkula. He calls it a pre-tox because you're supposed to actually take NAC before you drink. And I, that's what I do. I was going to say, that's what you do. Yeah. I, say, I remember this. Um, and the reason I liked it is because this is so concise. I'm quoting this article right now, guys. <laughs> I'm not this good at talking. It says, um, NAC is a form of amino acid cysteine. It is known to help increase Mm glutathione, and reduce acetylhyde toxicity. Is that it? Acetylhyde. That's it. Is that one of the things you were just talking about? No? No. That that causes many hangover symptoms. So if you take at least 200 milligrams of NAC 30 minutes before you drink, it can help lessen alcohol's toxic effects. Um, Like this, it gives this example of NAC... Um, considering that like if you take too much Tylenol to get your glutathione levels up, um, they might give like NAC in an emergency room.
1: Awesome. Which by the way, you just saying that taking like Tylenol and aspirin and stuff can Mm -hmm. actually like be bad whenever you're drinking. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, just remembered that. (laughs) Do not do that. Do not do that. It can cause like bleeding in your stomach and stuff.
0: Um, so NAC is basically fighting against your hangover before you even get any alcohol into your system, which, which is, is really amazing. cool. Yeah. And I like to think like it's supporting my liver. So I'm I don't know, something about my soul feels less guilty when I take an NAC before I drink. Um it's thought to look work better with B vitamins. So taking a, a B vitamin with the NAC yes. before you drink is supposed to help. Do you
1: want to know why? Yes. So why that is helpful is because whenever you are metabolizing alcohol you need like niacin and riboflavin, which are B vitamins. Those are like directly correlated to any sort of like it, it, uh, enzymatic activity or metabolism or anything that's happening within your body. Uh-huh. You have to have those to enable for it to go. Okay. And so, in order for you to metabolize things better or have your like processes work better, mm-hmm. it just probably is allowing to make sure that like niacin and riboflavin are helping are to present. break that down. Mm-hmm. Ah, fascinating. So NAC
0: and vitamin B. If you have a girls night coming up, snag some of that and Mm -hmm. take it before you go out. Yes. Um, Vitamin C, which I think is like a common thing that people think about when they wake up and they have a hangover, they will like, get me some orange juice and some
1: eggs and bacon. Mm -hmm. Or they probably are like, give me a mimosa, which probably is also not the
0: best. (laughs) My brother-in-law calls it hair of the dog when he drinks the next morning. (laughs) That's funny. Which is really funny to me. Um, But this says take it before you drink as well. So, these but are all mixing? things before. Yeah. And then magnesium, it's naturally or it's a, it's depleted by alcohol in yes. your body. So, taking magnesium and that can help with like anti-inflammatory properties mm-hmm. with maybe your pancreas, which we learned about. For sure. Um and then practical tips just for all you people out there that need a solid Drink a glass of water every time you have a cocktail. Yes. It's like the best rule ever. The
1: best rule ever. And I forget to do it sometimes. And I'm like, that's so dumb. I
0: try to do it every time I go out. Like, yeah. have a glass of water in one hand, your drink in the other hand. Even if it's
1: wine or beer,
0: Yeah, you water should with be you. for sure
1: drinking. It just helps your body, like, stay mm-hmm. hydrated and then also work better. Yeah. And then drinking coconut water with, like, a pinch of
0: salt for your electrolytes right before bed mm-hmm. to help with that. And then this was interesting to me. Stick with clear alcohol. Because mm-hmm. they contain, and I don't know if you can help me with this. This is a vocab word congeners, con- congeners, C O N G E N E R S. I don't know. I have to I see. I don't know. It. it contains more of those things <laughs> than darker varieties. And uh-huh. I'm guessing congeners are congen- congeners are bad for us. So
1: <laughs> stick with clear alcohol,
0: apparently. I'm not the scientist, guys. I always
1: say stick, like if I tell a client, I say tell them to stick to clear alcohol as well. Isn't it less calories, mm-hmm. too? It's the same amount of calories, but it's a less amount of like stuff that's in it. Ah, that makes and sense. And also, it's just
0: easier on your body. And then this is something that I read a lot of places, is to stop drinking when you're buzzed.
1: That's very smart.
0: Yes. So if you're feeling buzzed, it's a sign that you're... Like get Your body's getting overwhelmed. Your so you liver to, is
1: no longer able to process yes. it.
0: So you need to take a break from drinking or quit for the day completely and yeah. allow your body to metabolize your alcohol effectively.
1: For sure. And just enjoy the buzz. Yeah. Like why just drunk? ride that buzz. Just ride that buzz out. Like why? Why push it? Because then you're going to go to blackout territory. <laughs> you're going to go to falling <laughs> in, in planter. a planter
0: territory. Don't be Amanda. Don't
1: be Amanda. <laughs> be
0: happy buzzed. Exactly. And then if you did not do all of these things, which again, if I need to say it one more time, NAC and vitamin B are the tops. I kid you not. I have put down a few drinks and had NAC and felt completely fine the next that's day. Amazing. I am like sold out for it for that reason. Yes. What do you do if you actually just are hungover? Um, I'm excited for Amanda to look into hopefully some tonics. Yes. I'm so, so excited. She'll be posting about some of those and who <laughs> I got excited and just like dropped my mic, yeah. uh, who, which is crazy. Cause I wasn't holding my mic. That's I can't hilarious. explain this to everyone. Um, Oh my gosh. That was so weird of me. So, um, who knows if these tonics actually work, but I'm they- going to make them and we're going to make them and we're going to try them. Um, exercise. Yeah. A short, high intensity intensity exercise can help you sweat out some of the toxins. It sweat says, it out. Sweat it out. Um, have you ever like gone to the bathroom after drinking either side? Or really, it, it's always, <laughs> it can't be both sides. My pee's never smelled like alcohol, but when I've had like the beer shots or like the alcohol shots. Really? It straight up one time, it smelled like a martini. I have
1: never experienced that in my whole life. I think life. it
0: like went straight through me. It obviously had to. Yeah. Isn't that crazy?
1: That's super crazy. I'm going to have to look up why that <laughs>
0: happened. Maybe we'll pinpoint something real weird with that. We me. will. Um, so, yeah, that was that's random. But drink more water. Exercise. Drink more water, exercise. Replenish your body. Try bone broth. This says. Gotta love some Merkula. Gotta love
1: bone broth.
0: And bone broth. Um... So bone broth for minerals, coconut water again, eggs, um, potassium, Mm -hmm. ginger for nauseated stomach, and supposedly trying a cup of black coffee may reduce the swelling in your blood vessels that could help relieve a headache.
1: Interesting. Or it could just be the caffeine. It could just be the caffeine making you feel better. Um, And also just make sure not to drink on an empty stomach. Yep. It says keep eating. Yeah. During and after. I would say, well, make sure that you're being conscious of it and you haven't drank too much and you're not, that you're making too bad choices whenever you eat, but not bad choices. That's yeah. dumb. I'm moving away from good and bad foods just so you aren't making, you aren't Harmful choosing choices. choices that are going to be more detrimental to your
0: body than <laughs> exactly. the alcohol is. But also if you're on an empty stomach, eat the nachos,
1: eat the nachos, <laughs> eat the bread, eat the brownie, eat whatever it is to just like help, help. your body. Yes. Not just have alcohol. Oh my
0: goodness. There was this. Sorry. This last thing here, they already had like vocab words already listed out. Said so congeners are ingredients produced as byproducts of fermentation and distillation.
1: That makes sense. So that's
0: basically what you said. Yeah. Acetone, acetaldehyde, tannins, flavorants, and different alcoholic beverages. They're thought to make the effects of a hangover worse and are found in higher amounts in dark liquors than clear liquors. That's why clear. There
1: you go. Clear liquor. Um, I will say my favorite drink in the whole world is a Chilton. What's that? It's vodka with like a ton of lemon squeezed in it Ooh. with a salt rimmed glass and Ooh. then soda water. That sounds super it's yummy. It's the best. It's what a great drink. We just had the, um,
0: what was it called? That drink we, we had when we went out that was so good. And I was like, not. Oh, a daiquiri. A daiquiri. I've never had a normal. I've never delicious had a real daiquiri. daiquiri.
1: It was so good. It's not a frozen drink, guys. No, it's, it's like a it's fancy a mixed cocktail. Cox. cox. <laughs> it's a mixed cox. <laughs> I said a mixed cocktail.
0: <laughs> we just became a totally different type of podcast just now.
1: It's a mixed cocktail. That's not because of the drinking. That's because I mumble, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's delicious if you're looking yeah. for a good cocktail to go Refreshing. cocktail to go
1: try. Or check out Purely Parent and I made a kombucha sangria, mm-hmm. watermelon sangria. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically alcohol. That's where we
0: land on it. Yeah. There's a couple, yep, I did that. I have tried them yes. and NAC works.
1: So I'm going to probably get some NAC for Kyle. Yeah. While he's on the road. For so many reasons
0: (laughs) that we've talked about in every episode. (laughs)
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So anything else new fun happening this Um,
0: week? Well, LA just randomly feels like fall. I know. It's great. It's getting me. Oh, I wonder if that's adding. I've been like feeling really anxious the past Uh week. Might be because I'm supposed to start my period. Um, But also, do you ever have that thing where you associate? This might just be like my creative personality but I associate like weather and like smells in the air and feelings of fall with like school starting again
1: <laughs> I get that yeah
0: so I get like this weird feeling in my soul like something crazy and news about to happen whenever the weather changes and I've gone full basic and I'm already burning fall candles love it. windows open you're gonna so.
1: make us try pumpkin wine aren't you oh my gosh we have to try it it's gonna be disgusting <laughs> it's gonna be so bad
0: we've got to try it though um yeah i will probably because of fertility reasons not be partaking in a pumpkin spice latte no but i love them and that's crazy because i'm such a You're coffee so snob, I into love
1: just good coffee i know and i love the eggnog lattes too Yep, I hope you heard that. (laughs) I hate eggnog so much. Kyle loves it. It's so disgusting. Even
0: the Starbucks eggnog lattes are even like the saddest version of eggnog too.
1: Ugh.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just living in the fallness right now.
1: Embracing fall. I'm ready for fall. I feel like that's whenever like I do agree. I don't think I get anxious. I get excited. Like Mm -hmm. it's a a happy feeling. But for sure, I feel like that's the time where like you get stuff done and like things happen for sure where it's like new and exciting and like you're moving with exactly. the time you know yeah. i agree i think i i like that feeling yeah i feel it too
0: i mean yeah that and i'm just like still sitting on the edge of my seat to see part two of the new york Reel. oh my gosh <laughs> it's gonna be so good on wednesday night so i feel like we should get paid for how much we freaking plug bravo
1: I do have Bravo. a friend that works there. I'll tell him. You should probably be sending us at least $1 an episode. You
0: should at least <laughs> be inviting
1: us to participate in television shows. You should Thanks. pretty much be putting us on a show. You should basically like put us on a show. Like Just put <laughs> a like, camera in here and videotape us doing our podcast. That's your next show. There you go, Bravo. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome um yeah anyways uh that's
0: it do you have anything last things to say are you doing anything exciting no
1: live in life live in life um Changes just the things then. i talked about before nutrition Woo. real focused in right now yeah i'm really excited um some things to come and pumped about it yay um but that's it i'm well, happy though i'm glad
0: you're happy and i
1: hope you all are is it yellow
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I need to learn how to you see your colors. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, there was someone I knew that saw songs in color. They said, "I think isn't that John Mayer?"
1: Does he say? Well, that is actual. Like he I might actually he have that medical thing I where think like he does. sounds are in color. Uh huh.
0: Which is cool.
1: I think it was him that I've read, or like someone told me that like that's his thing. Freaking John Mayer. Yeah. Would. Um. Yeah. I am excited about Bachelor in Paradise that we're going to go watch right now. I haven't watched one episode this whole season. Jordan is my new favorite person. Everybody keeps
0: posting about him, so I'm feeling confident that I'm going to think he's the funniest.
1: He's ridiculous. Like, at one point, he was just like, yeah, I'm just going to burn this place down. Like, do you want me to do that? I'll do it. (laughs) I'll do it. I'll do it. Do you dare me? Yeah, or like, uh, this guy walked in. He's French. He's like from Winter Games Mm -hmm. or whatever, and he was like, okay uh millennial napoleon with your cuff jeans and like the like your tube socks like who are you even <laughs> like that was like the like most ridiculous outfit i've ever seen walking into. like they look like a clown like he just like comments on everyone's outfits and it's because that's all he cares fantastic. about fantastic yes that is fantastic it's fantastic oh, millennial man. napoleon and he's not millennial short.
0: napoleon that is really funny it's best um okay well i yep. hope that you got to listen to this with a delicious cocktail yes and if not then go get a glass of wine if you would like yes don't feel bad no unless you're
1: not supposed to be drinking then exactly. do not drink obviously if you're not 21 don't drink yes
0: don't exactly. be an amanda and also we're not medical professionals in any sort of the way except for amanda's a dietitian. so
1: <laughs> <laughs> then talk to your doctor talk to your doctor for sure Um, especially if you have any pre-existing conditions. And don't drink if you're pregnant.
0: How many extra asterisks can we put on this episode so that we are not found liable for anything? Hashtag we're not liable. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to take any of our, anything we ever say. Seriously. Hashtag we are not approved by the FDA. (laughs) Hashtag this podcast podcast (laughs) makes no money. So don't try to sue us. We have nothing.
1: We have nothing. But one day we will. One day. Coming for you. We're
0: coming for you. Watch. We'll be right on your TVs on Bravo. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, okay, until cheers. next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.